0: hello what is going on my friend welcome to dear brain and the heart podcast this podcast is where i talk to you about fitness and nutrition peak performance and a wide range of topics in what we already know in human psychology i'm your host jess wong and i'm very happy to have you on today as always the goal of my podcast is to provide science-backed research to help you get to the next level in your fitness journey, your career, your school life, your business, your relationships, your future mission, or even the way you perceive yourself. In today's Thursday episode, we have a very special guest by the name of Mr. David Joshua Sappet. David is a 24-year-old entrepreneur in the digital productivity space who was once a burnt-out, overworked school teacher in the Philippines, and now, through personal transformation, he has dedicated his mission to serving as an online coach to make a significant impact on the lives of his students. Let's welcome David.
1: Hey, what's up everyone? Jess, thanks so much for allowing me to be here. I know that you're creating a massive, massive impact to all of your audience, so if you're listening to this podcast, you're on the right track.
0: Yes, sir. We are on the right track, my fellow listener. So David, my listeners know that you are an emerging entrepreneur in the productivity space, and it is your mission to get your students to the next level. How has your entrepreneurial journey been going so far?
1: it's going great. There's been a lot of challenges along the way, but this, at this point, I feel like I'm living the dream because a couple of months ago, a couple of years ago, this position that i'm in being an entrepreneur it was simply one of my dreams and i've always thought that i have to go through a lot of life's challenges having to have a lot of capital and didn't expect that in such a short amount of time i would actually come to this point because i've i haven't been you know i used to be this burnt out high school teacher and i'm still a teacher right now but in terms of productivity things are getting done and I used to have like seven roles. Well, I still do have those roles. I still do have those responsibilities. But in terms of transformation, in terms of learning, like everything that I'm absorbing about productivity just went on the tipping point. And then things were not necessarily sailing smooth, but I found a different picture of productivity that I'm using right now as a sword to further my life. And I'm just super excited to be able to share my journey coming from this burnt out high school teacher now to this high school teacher plus entrepreneur on the side, helping other people be able to maximize and make the most out of each day.
0: Awesome stuff. It sounds like for you, David, the systems surrounding your productivity have definitely evolved over the recent years. Now you have discovered new strategies to apply the original principles of productivity into getting the most out of your career and mission today. And this brings me to my first question for you David. How has the definition of productivity changed from the frequently burned out days to now? And also, why does it mean so much for you to get the most out of your day?
1: Yeah, sure. So, before I was working, you know, as a teacher, you do a lot of you do, you do a lot of lesson prep, you do a lot of grading, and then I wasn't only a teacher, I was doing events as well, student activities marketing and promotions so i was working a seven to five job but sometimes i was working like 12 to 15 hours after i come home eat dinner i would still continue working and i have to wake up the next day early so i can cater to my students and it's been really really crazy and my goal before was you know getting the most done in a day i had these sticky notes i put in all the tasks that i want to accomplish on sticky notes on my table at school and i would try my best to check off everything there and then when it doesn't get checked off, it makes me so frustrated. And it just kept on adding more tasks. Were just being added oh, <laughs> onto that. The table was full of sticky notes, and I- it's so frustrating when you're not able to check up off, check off all of the tasks that you have to accomplish. I tried different things like using the Eisenhower Matrix, which is still very valuable. I tried different apps like Todoist, Trello, etc., etc., just to be, a, just to be able to become even more productive. So my perspective before when it comes to productivity was getting the most done in a day. But, you know, through time and through a lot of mindset shifts, productivity for me now is about doing more with less. There's a Latin word for it, multipotches. That means you want to get more results with less resources, more effect with less effort. And how do you do that? You want to do the right things in the best way. Like what is that one most important thing? What's that one most important domino, your big domino, that if you tackle that, everything else is checked, everything else is accomplished or becomes irrelevant? What's the 5% that's producing the 95%? So at this point, I have a more holistic approach and strategy, like a strategic approach to productivity that I want to share. It's about making the most out of life. A lot of people don't want to rest but resting is so important when it comes to productivity it's not just about work it's not just about you know doing your business it's also about making time for the people that matter the people that you love it's also about creating those memories those moments and making time for the projects that move your life forward yes you have to be able to do your best at work you have to do your excellence because how you do one thing is how you do everything you have to do your best there you have to be able to promote your, help your boss get promoted so that you also you also get to be promoted. You have to let others know that you're a person of excellence. But at the same time, after work or before work, you're also working on your personal projects, your passion projects. Who is that nonprofit organization that you want to cater to? What is that business that you want to start up? So for example, for me, I wake up earlier than work. I have to report at seven. So I wake up at five in order to work on my business, in order to have that quiet time, you know? And then after work, that's where I spend time with my friends and still continue working on that business. Even lunch breaks are fully utilized in order to rest. um, Now we're working from home, so I help out my parents in terms of preparing meals for the family. At the same time, I use those moments to have this conversation right now. Be be able to connect with your friends from all, all across the world. It's a more holistic and strategic approach because a lot of people out there, they teach you how to become productive. Not a lot of people teach you how to use productivity strategically to move your life forward. Use it as as your weapon, as your Pokemon, as your whatever kind of tool to actually make the most out of life. Make the most out of each day, each moment, and out of every opportunity you have in life.
0: Yo, I love this mindset transformation that you had from check all the boxes on the to-do list, to getting more done with less time through efficient systems. I think many of our listeners out here today can definitely relate to that frustration of not being able to check off all of their tasks on their very long to-do list. And then, that list keeps building and building to this never-ending cycle of an incomplete to-do list. And this negative feedback loop must bring a lot of unfulfilled and this dissatisfaction, which may discourage someone from making more goals or plans if the ones from yesterday weren't even fulfilled. So I hope my listeners are on the edge of their seats right now because David, you just shared an amazing nugget that can be immediately applied, right? Tackle the biggest domino that will produce the biggest output. I 100% agree with you that rest is the absolute key for peak performance and I'm really happy that you're able to prioritize rest last week because of your previous fatigue. And work hard, play hard, right? However, the order of that is that work hard comes first. So, this is the principle of gradual stimulation and gradual gradual dopamine re- release, which is key. And personally, if I'm working six hours a day, you best bet that I'll be doing other fun hobbies and pursuing meaningful relationships for another six hours of the day, period. That's a non-negotiable for me and it sounds very similar for you as well. And this holistic approach that you shared with me is indeed our Pokemon tool to make the most out of each moment and every opportunity that we are presented with. Somebody needed to say that for the folks in the back to hear. And what you shared about the 95-5 principle reminds me of the 80-20 principle, right? The Pareto principle, 80-20 rule, whatever folks like to call it these days. So it basically means 20% of our output of whether it be time, resources, and efforts will account for 80% of the output of the rewards and and results. And you mentioned the 95-5 principle that you leave your lead your life by. And I'm curious to know what that 5% is that drives the 95% of your outcomes in your current routines.
1: Wow, okay. So I like to see the whole picture when it comes to life. There are four aspects that you have to consider, so this is for every person, and this is in order of priority. So for me, it's faith, family, fitness, and finances. So what is your most important thing in each one of those areas? And you have to be able to make time for each one of those areas. For example, for in terms of faith, I make sure that I have like 30 minutes non-negotiable time with God at the start of my day. For my family, I make sure that I'm able to cater to my family. So that's doing my chores, creating meals for my family and spending dinner with them. So that's a non-negotiable for me. I have to be able to have one meal with my family where we're all together and I have to be able to do something for them. Because when I do that, I see that they're happier. With that so and then in terms of fitness you gotta put your non-negotiable workouts in place so if that's every day for you jogging in the morning i know just you love running and i see all your stories it's it's beautiful it's inspiring and for me i try a lot of different workouts because i love variety i love adventure and right now i'm i'm working out with a friend who gave me this really good workout plan monday wednesday friday and on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, I go out for a run still because I love the morning runs. I love seeing the sun as you take on that fresh air of the morning. And in terms of finances, what's the most important thing that you do in your business? Because in business, it's in terms of faces. Like what's who is the people, what's your target market? Who's the person that you want to cater to? You have to find that out. You have to dedicate some time to figure that out. And then how can you, how can you add value to them how can you lead them so you want to find out the content you want to create you want to start selling in order to see if people are actually willing to buy and seeing the value of your product etc etc so it's more of terms on what phase are you in in life because later on it's probably going to be like for example for me my fitness once i graduate from these workouts i'm gonna do even more harder or advanced workouts for my business after i do the sales then i have to deliver the product that i want to cater to my audience and then for terms of for my family you know we could get to that level where i'm earning enough in order to help fulfill the dreams of my family members be able to travel the world, be able to move out to a better house etc etc
0: okay so the four f's faith family fitness and finances what i'm hearing from you david is that you ask yourself a specific question when you're immersing yourself in each of those domains. And that question may be, how can I lead with value in this aspect of life? And this suddenly reminds me of the book High Performance Habits, How Extraordinary People Become That Way by Brennan Bouchard. I read that book last summer and one of my key takeaways is that being a high performer in in leadership settings is really important right so brendan encourages us that in order to grow and thrive as a strong leader in a team you must always ask yourself how can i lead with value today this leadership mindset shift really helped me grow into a servant leader and someone who sees that adding value is the first way to go period This also encourages your teammates to start adding value themselves as they watch you give and give because humans have an instinctual response to reciprocate. But back to you, David. It sounds like the fitness principle of progressive overload is also being applied in your four F's non-negotiables. You seem like you are periodizing these four domains of life in a way where you are slowly adding more and more intensity week after week month after month because kaizen which is the japanese word for continuous improvement beautiful word you already know my relationship with kaizen this is a very important thing to always keep in mind because we want to prevent complacency going deeper and deeper in these aspects helps interpersonally as it also spreads to the people who we love the people who we serve so that they can also reap even richer value from our presence right So this brings me to my next question for you, David. I am aware that it is your current mission to become the absolute best productivity coach for your entrepreneur students. What does making a 10X impact as a coach look like and mean to you?
1: Yeah, sure. So it's about doing all things with excellence. I want to make sure that i help my students become their best productive self so these are the students of my coaching program my accelerated lifestyle training program and i want them to be able to reach their best productive self so that they can make the most out of the day be able to make time for the people that matter and then work on projects that move their life forward and the thing about 10x impact it's more like 100x impact because when you create an impact to them they're going to pass it on to others especially when you're catering to entrepreneurs or go-givers, right? So it's all about being generous. You have to give. And the more that you give, the more that you get. And when you're always giving your best self, for sure you're going to get something with that. And when you get more, you'll be able to give more. That's the same when it comes to my school students, my high school students. or so They're only in high school. Ha- they have a lot more. They have so much to have to go through. They have to go through college, job applications. Career wise, but if I can help them see. So, one of the subjects that I'm teaching this coming semester is training them to develop the entrepreneurial mindset. So, entrepreneurship is a core subject that they have. And I want to teach them that they can be an entrepreneur. They can embody that entre- entrepreneurial mindset, even though some of them are going to be painters, some of them are going to be doctors, some are going to be architects. Everyone's going to benefit from having an entrepreneurial mindset. And the One of the core areas of being an entrepreneur is leading with value. And when you're leading with value, you automatically create 10x impact. And when you're creating an impact on another person, that person's going to create an impact to others. What more if you have committed students like that in a coaching program? Because they're committed, they're goal-oriented, they want to transform their lives. So if you're able to help them transform their lives, that's going to 100x that impact. Sooner or later, they're going to be training their students. And that's going to spread, 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 spread. And so, you know, it all boils down with doing things with excellence, leading with value, and being a go-giver. Be generous. Give as much as you can. And the more you give, the more you get. And since you get even more, you can give even more.
0: I can most definitely relate to that value of leading with true and authentic value when it comes to myself as a coach. So my trainees and my students, their results are also my results and I am someone who is always deeply committed to meeting my key performance indicators. In my 60-minute training sessions, I always provide more than 60 minutes of my coaching because their faith and trust in me as their coach pushes me to be generous. An additional 15, 25, 35 minutes of answering questions, isn't going to be a significant thing on my end, but that additional time may mean the world to them. I also do hope and pray that my impact on my trainees will spread, 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 like you said, to not only other domains of their life, but also to the relationships around them. Yo, if I can teach my trainee to do the perfect plank, the perfect bench press, the perfect deadlift, then I hope that they can also pass that learned expertise to their loved ones when they're exercising together. Yes, I am repeating what you said with serve with absolute excellence, lead with value and be a go-getter. I love it, man. The more we give, the more we get indeed, David. So let's transition to talking about the why statement, okay? So um, personally, I always knew that I wanted to become a coach since the summer after my high school graduation. I always knew how to push and encourage people to take courage in unique ways, and I wanted to monetize that skill because I saw how impactful it was for others. Therefore, when I first wanted to be a certified personal trainer when I was 17, my why was actually all about wanting to be cool, you know. I wanted to be that kick-ass female trainer at 24 Hour Fitness, which was my first gym actually, because my coach at the time was that cool kick-ass female trainer. However, that why that was really internal didn't allow me to feel the feel to actually chase the lion if you know what I mean it wasn't until I externalized my why in that area I no longer had my why for wanting to be cool I externalized my why because I made it my goal and dream to be the absolute best trainer that anyone who I work with has ever had period and I'm really serious about that Every day leading up to my certification exam, I pray to God for the strength to one day soon for me to make a significant difference in the physical and mental health of others, particularly young women who are at risk for metabolic syndrome and reduced lifespan due to a malnourished fitness and nutrition lifestyle. I wish for all my trainees to be able to leverage fitness as a tool in their arsenal to realign their health status back to homeostasis, and that way They can earn the confidence and strength to do whatever God has in in his will for them. So my question now for you is about your why. How has your why evolved and developed over the years of your maturity and growth?
1: Yeah, sure. So it's really funny because I remember back in college, my why was, I want to be rich. I want to be super, super rich so that I don't have to be- depend on others, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. I want to become an entrepreneur. And a little bit I know when I graduate from university, I-, I still remember that moment when I'm just lying on bed, feeling very, very down and uh, feeling depressed. It's like, okay, what do I do with my life? I don't want to go to corporate. I don't want to go audit because I- I'm a graduate of accountancy. I'm a certified public accountant Big race And the thing is, I don't want to do bookkeeping. I don't want to do accounting stuff, but I'm a graduate of that. So thankfully, an opportunity to help out at the school started and I helped it. I helped out there. And I think, you know, God just been, has been very present in my personal transformation that before it was about being rich. Now it's about being rich in love and joy and then leading value towards others. It's becoming more other-centered. When you put others before you, when you're serving, then you're also leading. And I think uh, one of our good friends also told us that if serving is below you, then leading is above you. And the thing is, when you put others before you, when you learn from them, so even if that's uh, some person by the street or just a street sweeper, you can learn from that person. You can learn about their life, right? They know something that you don't. Emerson said, that each man is my master. That is, I can learn something from him. And so when you put yourself in a place of humility, you get to learn more and you get to be able to serve others better. And that led to my, the establishment of, of my why. What can I do to create an impact in this, in this world? What's, what's the pain that I want to get away from and what's the dream that I want to achieve? The thing is, I want to be able to help others achieve their potential. And to go beyond it even. And for me, a big part of my heart in my life is my family. And for example, when I established my why, we did that activity where we had to take some time to reflect. What is your why? What are the five things you want to get away from? What are the five things you want to achieve? And who is that person you want to fight for? So I want to be able to do my best in this life because God has given us this one life to live. And He's expecting us to be faithful in all things. If you're faithful in the little things, you're faithful in the big things. And that's going to make... That's going to make him happy, and I know that you know, my dad has this dream of having his own real estate. He's an architect, so he wants to build his own houses. But in order to do to do that, you need to have capital. So, so if I do well in my entrepreneurship, if I do well in leading uh, in leading with value, and others will entrust me with their with their money, with their investment, and I'm able, I will come to that point where I'm able to make that dream of my father come true. Buy some real estate, help him build his help him build houses for fun, um, get get to sell them, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then my mom wants to go to Japan. And she wants to go to Europe. That's a dream of hers, and she's also a teacher. So if I do my best here, then I can make that possible for her. And for my siblings, I know that they have so much potential, but there's this limiting belief inside of them, thinking, "Hey, can I actually do this? Maybe I'm not cut out for it." But if they see that I'm able to achieve more, go beyond my comfort zone and you know, just grab those opportunities and do my best in them and then excel. And I hope and pray that it will inspire them to do the same. So that's the impact I want to create in terms of my family. And you know that as you're doing this, as you're pursuing entrepreneurship, as you're doing your best in all things, you're going to create impact in the community around you. That's why I started sharing IG stories. I was so scared. <laughs> doing that I downloaded Instagram just to be able to share to be a lighthouse to share stories and the first time that I had to record myself seeing myself on that camera I was so I was so nervous it was nerve-wracking for me I was, I was sweaty and etc cetera, etc it's super uncomfortable but I know that it has potential to create impact and I just kept doing that whenever I learned something new I made sure that I am able to share it with others because not many people would actually share to their community what they learn not many would share their challenges. I know that you're a big share, Jess. You love sharing your challenges and you love sharing your learnings. And that's amazing. You never know if you're actually changing someone else's life. And then little did I know, I had this surprise. One of my sister's childhood friends reached out to me and said, hey, thank you so much. Your 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 stories came at just the right moment. I was going through something in life. I was going through fear. And now seeing you, Seeing you tackle these challenges in your life has inspired me to become courageous, to go beyond what I thought I could. And, you know, your mind would just be blown away because you never... uh, Would would you ever expect that someone out there was actually watching your life and then being inspired by how you're living it, right? So establish your why. So for everyone out there, if you want to establish your why, just do, do those things. Take out five things five pain points what's those deep pain moments those deep pain items that you want to get away from and what's the five dream things what's that five dreams that you want to achieve and then who is that one person that you want to fight for so take 10 to 15 minutes just write that down and that will help you define what your why is
0: man i love your humility and also the biblical connection that you reference to being faithful in all areas of your values, David. Yes, 100%. If serving is below you, then leading is beyond you. This quote is gold because this goes out to being all about if you struggle with serving a greater good for another human being, regardless of who it is, then it should be reconsidered if you have a desire to be in a position of leading and authority. So let me trace back to the value of escaping our comfort zone, David. Yes, those selfie IG stories were definitely initially very nerve wracking, especially because most of my life, I was a very shy gal who couldn't even participate in class. And I see that you have that timid background in yourself as well. Now, as I see, as I share those selfie IG stories, I'm also permeating that that public speaking confidence when I participate in all my classes today. As you said, you never know when you could be actually changing someone's life and every single day that I have class, I force myself to participate in all of the classes that I attend because I hope that it can inspire someone to take the courage to also step up and do the same. So now I wanted to ask you another question that transitions to a different topic and it's going to be about the whatever it takes mentality that you seem to have and also gets permeated in all areas of your life i was curious about what helped you develop this mindset and how how does this mindset help you go all in in your current ventures as an entrepreneur
1: yeah you know i just want to share that i wasn't always this way in terms of you know having this a mindset of doing whatever it takes, being able to do your best in all aspects of your life. Because before I was, I'm also scared of, you know, the things that scare most people, like being on stage, um, doing the things that you're, you're afraid of, making your boss feel mad at you for really bad work or not being able to cater to your students really well. I had all those fears. I was also afraid of making an investment, you know, a very hefty investment for your own development etc cetera, etc cetera. a lot of things a lot of fears a lot of doubts but the thing is you just have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and it takes one step at a time it's not like one massive change transformation that happens you know in the movies although that's possible but in real life it's more of like very little steps small simple steps and i was sharing the other day you know the formula for accelerated growth and one of the most important aspects of that formula is is applying Atomic Habits, and that's James Clear's uh, book, Atomic Habits, so what's that all about? You have to be, in order to transform, all it takes is taking one small thing, one small habit, and then applying it into your everyday life. What is one small action, what is one small step that you can add to your routines that you know will set you up to a trajectory towards success? So for example, something so simple, morning routine, what can I do about my morning routine in order to help me set up for success? And for me, that was not snoozing. So one small thing, not snoozing. And then making sure that my alarm is all the way across the room so that I'm, I won't reach for it, I have to stand up or etc. And so just one small step, that's it. I had to shift my mindset, okay, I'm not a snoozer anymore. I don't snooze. So. I set my alarm first at 5 30 a.m. and I wake up every day at 5 30 a.m. And since I'm already awake at 5 30 a.m., I might as well take a cold shower, I might as well brush my teeth, I was I might as well do my devotion, and I might as well, you know, have my deep work on those more, more, more important things. So just one small thing and it you know it carries over to all aspects of your life, all other all other aspects of your life. What else? So when we when I met you in the training program that was a that was one small thing not so small thing it was a decision to be surrounded by like-minded individuals like people who want to improve their life people who are chasing after their goals people who are committed and although that was an uncomfortable investment at the time it was definitely worth it because now you're surrounded by people who are chasing after their dreams people who want to improve themselves and when you're surrounded by five entrepreneurs, you become the sixth entrepreneur, right? So when you're surrounded by the right kind of people, so you have to choose your friends there. Mm-hmm. And it's all about taking small, simple steps towards things that's making you uncomfortable. Even in entrepreneurship, it's not an easy going thing. It's not like Elon Musk doing the things that he enjoys. He has to go on boring meetings. He has to talk with people that he doesn't really want to talk to. But that's a, that's one step towards having a better company, having a better future for his people and for for the people around the world. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and as you take those small, simple steps, your mind is going to grow, your body is going to grow, your skill set is going to grow and that's going to compound over time. So the tactic that I'm sharing with my students and with other people is to take one small thing, one small habit, new habit that you can add or replace with a bad habit. So if you're a snoozer, replace it with that mindset that, hey, I'm not a snoozer anymore. So you don't snooze. And then you wake up every day from that, right? Make it something sustainable. And then have this mindset shift of, okay, I want to be able to dream bigger dreams and take bigger risks. So I had that last 2020 and that was a huge thing for me later on. And that's just, you know, all these mindset shifts, They compound over time. Your skill set, they compound over time as you continually take those tiny steps towards improving yourself. And if it scares you, it's probably, you know, on the right path. You know when you're playing video games, the right path towards the final level is usually filled with minions and lots of monsters. So that's the same in life. If it's going easy for you, if you're just coasting along with life, maybe you're not growing. If you're not growing, you're dying, right? So you want to be able to continually grow. And the best way to grow is to get uncomfortable. So get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And all you have to do is to take tiny steps, one small step at a time.
0: Dreaming bigger dreams, taking bigger risks. Yes, that is the line that our good friend shared with us as it is a message from Hillsong London. I personally am a huge fan of Hillsong and I tune in to Hillsong Phoenix every single Sunday. For those of you who aren't familiar, Hillsong is a global Christian church and is also a band. I've been listening to their gospel music since I was in second grade, and I still do today because it is so beautiful. But yes, at those small, simple steps towards things that make us uncomfortable. Because those small, simple steps, SSS, are the key catalysts to ensure that our growth can be compounded over time. Exactly, if if it scares us, then it's probably indicative of exactly what we need to do. I agree with you that our dream self is on the other side of that comfort zone. So if there's this dream self that means a lot, a lot to me, you best bet, David, that I'll go sprint to to the exiting side of this comfort zone to reach it. The outcomes, and results of eating out of our comfort zone is so much more fulfilling and worth shattering those human primal fear instincts. I love your habit stacking principle of your morning routine. James Clare Atomic Habits, baby. And yes, consistency compounds.
1: For sure, and uh, something I want to add real quick there is a lot of people get disappointed if they feel like they're not productive in the day. And you might think that, hey, I'm doing a lot in the day. I'm catering to my family and then et cetera, et cetera. But the thing is, when you create them into routines, so for example, for me, meal prepping for my family, that's become a routine for me. So now I don't have to think about it anymore. Waking up at 5.30, which is now 5 a.m., and doing my morning routine, and then later on in the day, my night routine, and then workout, et cetera. At this point, because you're consistent with it, it's normal. It's a habit for you. So, you don't even have to think about it anymore. So now, your mind is freed up to for creativity, for content creation. You can now focus on that one most important thing, and that's usually enough. What is that one most important thing that you have to get done today? And as long as you get that MIT done, you can already call your day productive. it's It's that simple. A lot of people you know they get frustrated with themselves, and I know that feeling. I'm pretty hard on myself before and the thing is what's just focus on your most important thing whether it's reaching out to this person whether it's creating this material for your for your publication what is that thing and then once you get that thing done you can call that day productive so for example for me last week just as an example my one most important thing is to rest that day lessen the workload and just you know take some naps because i felt fatigued And, you know, resting strategically is very important. Every week, take a day off. Every month, take a weekend off. Every three months, if you can do do it, um, take three days off. And then every day, make sure that you're at bed at the same time. Or as much as possible. Because for me, you know, that I wake up at certain times just to be able to engage in these opportunities, right? So just, you know, um, find out what your most important thing. And as long as you get that done, you're already good. then every other aspect of your life, if you can turn it into a routine, into a system, into a structure, it doesn't hold you back. It actually provides freedom. Structure provides freedom because now you're making time for the things that are important, things that are moving your life forward. And you mentioned earlier that I'm a big James Clear fan and basically a habits fan. And the thing is, I've been studying it back in college, but my life wasn't changing in terms of my habits back in college i still had really bad habits procrastinating cramming being hard on myself etc cetera, etc cetera. and the big thing that i realized is that your life doesn't change from information it changes from execution it's it's not about knowing these things it's only potential power right jim quick knowledge is just potential power and when you apply it applied knowledge that becomes your superpower and then once people hear that they're gonna they're gonna be like okay I have to apply everything but no no that's not the case just take one small thing one tiny thing what's your one atomic thing that you can add to your daily routines that you can add to your habits and just focus on that have you seen that motivational poster one point, uh, 1.01% so 1% improvement over 365 is over like 38% improve it mm-hmm. and uh, You will see that, but no one really explains what it means, and this is what it means. What is one small thing that you can add to your life that's going to improve it, make it consistent, make it a part of your habits and your routines, and that's going to compound over time, right? As you continually do that, just one lesson that you can apply for the week, for the next seven days. What is your one key takeaway from today that you can change in your life? Maybe it's a mindset shift, maybe it's an action shift, maybe it's an environmental shift, right? And then make that a consistent part of your life, and then a year from now, You're just going to transform. You won't believe the growth that you're going to have. You're definitely going to accelerate your learning as well as your personal growth.
0: Again, wonderful. We're back at it with identifying the biggest domino and shattering that most important goal of the day. You're also combining that with atomic habits and small, simple steps. Good stuff at interweaving all of the key self-efficiency principles. Like Bill Gates once said, most people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. And now, since I know that we're approaching the end of our episode, I wanted to introduce the last part of this episode to you, which is the final five rapid fire section for my guests. So this is going to be five questions that are expected to be short and brief answers, all different from one another and let's go okay so the first one relates back to the entire episode and this first question is what are the three tips that someone can immediately take action on to become more productive in their day
1: that's the question all right okay so first lead with value second be a go-giver the more you give the more you get And then third is, one. what is one key takeaway that you can get from this podcast episode in which you can apply in your life? One tiny, small thing. If it feels big, cut it down.
0: Awesome. Let's go. Second question. If you had one superpower, what would it be?
1: Oh, man. Okay. So the superpower of being grateful, gratitude. You know, a lot of things can happen in life, but if you're grateful, you can see the Positive out of it, bad moments, life happens to you, life happens for you and not to you. So if you're grateful, if you're content, then you can live out a better life, right? And living out a better life, you can then extra impact towards others. Wow. Boom, winning
0: with gratitude. Next question What is the last new thing that you've tried?
1: The last new thing? Yes. Okay, so it's getting onto calls with people in order to pitch my program. But now my mindset is like, okay, how can I lead with value? How can, how can I help this person's problem? So going on to quote-unquote sales calls, which is not really sales calls. It's, it's more of like value calls. And that's entirely new for me because I used to be afraid of anything sales related. So that's something really new and uncomfortable for me now. I have to put the reps in so I can become good at it. So I can help even more people.
0: Repson, yes, my favorite sales ticket seller. Rapid Fire, next question. What is what is one thing that you've always wanted to learn about?
1: One topic, okay. Um, jazz, music, I love music. So being able to play what your heart just beats on, what your emotions just wants to pour out and having that ability to convert it into music, whether it's voice, piano, guitar, bass, etc., I'd love to have that opportunity or even dance, right?
0: Yes, the arts. Awesome stuff. Last and final question of the final five rapid-fire round. What is one thing you wish everybody in the world knew about?
1: Okay, so it's going back to giving. So if everyone's a go giver if everyone doesn't just think about themselves and thinks about the other person more highly, if everyone ha- has this serving heart and the humble spirit, or a humble heart and a serving spirit you the world's just going to be a, such a better place right if everyone's a go-giver mm-hmm. so right now to whoever's listening to this be a go-giver whatever you have right now you can start giving that um you can start where you are right now you don't have to have like a million dollars even if it's just a talent even if even if it's just your time go be a go-giver and you're creating 10x impact just with that
0: wow awesome stuff david Well folks, there you have it, Mr. David Joshua Sappet in our episode, The Power of 10x Impact and Go Giving. If there's one key thing that you learn in this podcast, make a quick video on your Instagram story about it. Tag me and David on your Instagram at dbsappet and at pushofjess so that we can see it. Other than that, I'm going to leave you with the same way that I leave you in every single one of my Dear Brain and the Heart episodes. Keep that brain sharp, keep that heart healthy, and go dominate.